episode 15, two months until High Rocks Dubai, also known as Inshallah, because who knows if it's actually going to go ahead or not. But we're hopeful. We are hopeful. They're marketing it like it's going ahead, but you never know. Last year, they said the same thing and it never happened. I was supposed to go to Copenhagen and it never happened. So let's see, hey? Fingers crossed, though, because everybody is buzzing. Everybody's all over it. We got every gym has their own high rocks program. Every trainer is doing high rocks for their athletes. It's just great. It is buzzing and it is kicking off. And I'm very, very happy and very, very excited about it. And I want to start by touching on coaches training their athletes for the race. Because um, a few people are kicking off, eh? People are, don't like the fact that people are training uh, their athletes for high rocks and I just want to know why I'm not sure why people are not maybe actually people aren't happy because they're not signing up for their their programs I don't know that's probably probably more what it is but um, I'm buzzing with it I think it's unreal how many people have all of a sudden started a program with high rocks like it's not a difficult thing to program for all you have to do is look at the movements figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are and then have have at it chances are you're going to be running a lot so enjoy it especially if you're in Dubai because it is hot i went for a run the other day i've been doing my long runs with my friend sarah who's training for an ultra marathon and she always has uh one of those runner's vests on so if i ever need water she has it and then i did a run on my own the other night i think it was six o'clock so it was like mid 30s so 35 degrees i think and i didn't have any water with me and it was supposed to be an hour 15 minutes and i got to 42 minutes and i had to stop and walk back i was devastated it was horrible so Stay hydrated, folks, if you're running outside. Loads of water. But yeah, it's amazing. Like, uh, every every gym seems to have their own Hyrox track. Lots of coaches are training their athletes with Hyrox, and rightly so. Like, it's not a difficult thing to train people for. You just have to read up on it. And it's an easy thing to study, because it's not like CrossFit. It's not the goalposts aren't always changing. The race is what it is, and that's what it's going to be. Obviously, some people have done it, some people haven't, but that doesn't matter. Shane Orr's never done CrossFit and he is Tia Claire Toomey's coach and she's the most successful individual athlete of all time so it doesn't matter if you have or haven't done it before um, it's just great how many people are on the bandwagon I think it's amazing a uh, little side note <clears throat> um, well not a little side note but kind of a little side note if you are looking at Hyrox as like a one-off thing or um, and not as something that you want to take really seriously just keep doing what you're doing in the gym and just add your running in that's what I would suggest I'm not going to say that anymore because every time I do a podcast I give you a little tip but I actually spoke to one of my clients um, and asked them what they think I should talk about on my next podcast and they gave me a few ideas which I think was really cool so thanks Katie if you're listening um, you hopefully you're listening to this on one of your long runs that I've scheduled for you next week um and what basically she says she wants to know about the mentality in the race and like where your head goes in the race and what this made me think of was people who run with headphones if you want my advice stop running with headphones it's something you should get used to because there's a big difference between doing a run and struggling a little bit and pushing through using your own mentality than using a run then struggling on a run and pushing through because a song you love comes on because when you do the race or when you do the event you're not in control of the music 
So the music could be terrible, could be music you hate. And trust me, as a coach that teaches classes in a gym, you cannot please everybody when it comes to music. So who knows what's going to be played on the day. And if DJ Yazzy B is DJ, and it's going to be a mixed bag, so goodness me, could be anything coming out of those speakers. Um, so if you're running, right, try running without headphones because it, it's really beneficial to get used to struggling and having nothing but your own mind to help you get through. I love running without music. I run without music all the time, but the only time I do is if I need to do a really slow run because running in zone two is hard. So if I need to do a slow run, I'll have a podcast in or I'll have like music that I like, which isn't like upbeat and quick. So it just keeps you like calm, you know, so you don't get carried away. But when you're doing like interval sessions, when you're doing long runs that are paced or um, threshold runs, don't no music. It, no music is allowed. Try it without. Like it really helps because when you're in that race and you're doing those runs, you're in pain and you need to push. And there's nothing there to motivate you other than what's going on in your own head. And if you've created this like library of things that will motivate you then you can dig into those when you need them. So like, for example, I remember when I was younger, when I used to run around reservoirs in Jersey, I would imagine like my family there cheering me on. I would never run with music. I would imagine my family there like cheering me on and that would spur me on. You know what I mean? If I'm running, like maybe I'll think about how badass my mum is um, or just something that inspires me, you know? So I, I do that when I'm running anyway. So if I'm ever doing a race or something and I'm in pain, I have this library of self-motivating thoughts that I can dig into. And the reason I have those is because I put myself into these situations when I'm training. Whereas if you train the music on and then that music gets taken away from you, you're in trouble. So I, a big piece of advice from me is run without music. Or if you train without music, I train without music quite a lot. And I enjoy that. The, the reason I do that is because, um, I don't know, like other coaches may or may not agree. But if you teach three hours in a row or four hours in a row and you're just listening to boom, boom, boom music and it's heavy metal and it's drum and bass and then it's R&B, just sometimes you just want a bit of peace and quiet. So when you're training, it's nice just to shut off from all that. Um, so I, I like it. If you ever see me training with headphones in, by the way, the chances are I'm not actually listening to anything. I'm just pretending I am so nobody comes speaks to me so I get a bit of time on my own. There's my little my little secret for you. So if you're speaking to me, I've got headphones in, I'm pretending I can't hear you. I can probably hear you very well. I'm just uh, being a dick. But you can't blame me, can you? We've all got to have a little bit of time on our own, don't we? Speaking of which, shout out to Privily. I'm on Privily this summer. So I'm training in like almost a different gym every day and it's... It's nice, man. Mix it up. Change the scenery. I did a, I've been going to Warehouse and DIFC. I've been going to Fitness First. I've been going to Warehouse and um, Spring Souk. I've been to Warehouse in um, Alcoz or Alcuz or whoever you are, however you say it. So, privily is fun. I'm enjoying that. I've got to say, the facilities in Warehouse are good, but the change rooms are terrible. The facilities in Fitness First are not great, but the change rooms are amazing. So, you kind of get. You get a bit of everything. Uh, I actually got privily not just for the gym. I want to top up my tan over the summer in different locations, but I haven't even started that yet. Anyway, I digress. So t- talking about like your mentality right in the race, it, the uncomfortable position thing is important because if it's at the end of the day, it's a one hour, t- not a, sorry, not a one hour time trial. It's a race. It's a time trial. 
it could be an hour time trial, it could be less, it could be more, whatever it is, it's a time trial. So you're trying to get the best possible time that you can. So when you're training, at least one of your sessions per week should be at that intensity where you're trying to go as fast as you can and you're not being too smart with pacing. You're just throwing yourself into a dark place and trying to hang around in there. And when you're in that dark place, you have to be able to spur yourself on mentally because nobody's going to do it for you. Um, so if what spurs you on is the music in your ears, you need to get rid of that because it's not going to be realistic on the day. It needs to be you and your thoughts. And then you're going to learn how to spur yourself on in those moments. So that's number one. Um, now, number two is the thing about the race, you won't really know how you're going to be able to manage it until the day because you don't know where the stations are going to be. You don't know how many laps of the run you're going to have to do. You don't know how many people are going to be on the track when you're running. Like it could be crowded. It could be a nightmare. It's not necessarily going to be plain sailing. So you also have to be, you can't be too um, specific about how you prepare because then if something comes up that you're not ready for, i.e. traffic on the track, you're not going to know how to handle it. So what I'm essentially saying is be prepared for everything. I've done a lot of training, training runs around the lake in JLT near the gym that I work at. And there's people walking around that lake all the time. There's people that don't look and they're on their scooters and the kids are running all over the place and you're dodging in and out and you're weaving people. And yes, it's annoying, but that is very similar to what it's like on the day. People don't care. There's people trying to actually cross in front of you to go spectate when you're running around. So these things, it's not going to be plain sailing. So you have to be able to adapt in these situations. So that's number two. Be, be, be able to adapt because it's not going to be plain sailing. You've got to be prepared for anything. Um, at number three, that was a, it was a really important one. I, I wrote it on my phone, but my phone's filming this thing, so I can't I can't remember what it was. That was it. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, yeah, obviously the obvious one. Sorry, the obvious one. Don't run anyone else's race. <laughs> Never do that. So I rocked up on the day, and I was talking to uh, James Kelly. Um, he got a fifty. He qualified. He qualified sixteenth for the elite fifteen, and then he ended up actually racing because somebody pulled out. Right. So he, I think he's, he got 58.20 or 58.30 or something along those lines. I think it was 58.37. So he qualified for the Elite 15 because somebody pulled out, right? And I knew he was going to go sub 60 and I wanted sub 60, but I did not run at his pace on that first lap because I knew that he's him and I'm me. So I ran my own race, keeping my own race, my own paces, and thank goodness I did. Because I would have started very fast, but the race doesn't really start until the row. It, the race does not really start until the row. When you're over halfway, that's when the race starts. So pacing that first bit, or not, not necessarily pacing, but not getting carried away in what other people are doing in that first bit is really important. Because I came in to the ski erg, which is the first station, like almost last, and I came out, I think I was in the like top five, because everyone sprints that first one, and then they're not very good at the ski erg, or they get caught on the sled push or sled pull. There were so many people that were ahead. I think the lad that was leading the race in Hong Kong was leading the race until the sled, until the burpees, which is station four, and I think he ended up overall coming like 12. Because he started too quick, he went out. He went out too hot. So running your race is really important. So they're the three things that I think you should be focusing on: understanding you and your body, so you know what you're capable of doing, and then 
when you're in your training sessions, you've got to have a session. Not every session needs to be too intense. Don't overtrain. I've been through that before. Um, but at least a session a week, you have to have it in your mind that you're going to go all out. And if it kills you, amazing, because you're going to learn something about yourself. You're going to learn how to get yourself out of that hole when you're in it or stay in that dark place. You're going to be able to use your own mentality to motivate yourself to keep going. Um, so that's number one. Number two is be prepared. Be prepared for anything because you don't know what's going to happen on the day. Like you don't know where the stations are. Um, it doesn't work one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like in Hong Kong, I think it, you ran in and then the first station you saw was eight and then six, four, five. Like they were all over the place. So you, you're, it's not clean. It's not smooth sailing. There was people on the track all over the place. You have to run around people, run past people, shout at people to get out your way. Also, when you're doing that, if you do do that on the day, don't be a dick about it because everyone's there to be involved and <clears throat> have a good time. I've heard some stories and seen some things on social media that people are very fucking aggressive when they're running around the track. Um, and I get it. People have trained hard and they're trying to like set a time in that, but don't be an asshole. Everyone's there for them to do their race and enjoy their experience. So don't ruin it from them for them just because you're a dick. Um, sorry. <laughs> so number three is um, don't run anyone else's race run yours they're the, they're the three main things and if you've been training for this thing or even if you've been training for years regardless of what it's for you should have a good understanding of your body like what you can and what you can't do like some people are terrible at burpees so <clears throat> they, they know burpees are a weakness for them and they always will be because they don't work on them so when you get to the burpees just chill out don't push yourself too hard trying to chase anyone because they're going to murder you anyway so know yourself and know your body and know what you're capable of because that's really important but at the end of the day folks just enjoy yourself it's buzzing it's so good how many people are getting involved the amount of gyms that have jumped on the bandwagon the amount of people that have jumped on the bandwagon and there's people that are asking me like oh i don't know if i should do pro or team or pair or whatever it is now if you're doing pair because you're not a good runner, it's, you may as well just do open or pro individual because you have to run the same anyway. So don't, if regardless of what, unless you do a team of four, you have to run 8K anyway. Because in your pair, you both have to run 8K. So if you're doing pair because, it's, because the running puts you off, you have to do the same amount of running. The only one where you don't have to do the running is the team of four because you'll only end up doing 2K because you only do two stations. Um, but honestly, the it's a, it's a runner's game at the moment. So people who are runners, they're very slim, they're not particularly strong, and they're smashing high rocks. So you, you shouldn't be scared of the weights. Like if the pro women do the open men's weights. So if you look at the pro women, the size of some of these girls, they are very slight and they're pushing the open men's weight. So if you look at them and think, oh, well, I'm, I could be, I'm probably stronger than them, then go pro. Like don't, I always say this to people, you don't want to not do it and then wish you'd done it, you know? And throw yourself into the deep end, like, fuck it, what have you got to lose? Oh, you may have a shit race or whatever, but it's only, you're only taking part, it's only an event, who cares? Like, who cares? You just... Get involved, have a good time, enjoy it. If you're there to be social, do the team of four or a team of two. If you're there to challenge yourself, why don't you throw yourself in at the deep end? If you know for a fact things are going to be too heavy and too difficult for you, then obviously scale it down to the open or or whatever it is. But if you can go pro, go pro. 
try it, man. Why not? But I've always been of the mindset that do the hardest version first because then the slightly easier versions just sound not easy, but they just don't really add up. Like I did an Ironman before I'd even done a marathon and a triathlon, for example. So now the thought of doing a half Ironman or a triathlon doesn't interest me at all because I'm like, well, I've done an Ironman. And that's just how I like to set my mind out. It's like how I like my mentality to be. Throw myself in the deep end. I don't know where that comes from, but I'm very, I'm very happy that I think and feel that way because my first high rocks race was a pro. And when I was talking about that before I signed up, people were like, oh, you're going straight in at pro? Like, yeah, why not? Like, the running's going to be the same in the open and the only thing I'm worried about is the running, so I may as well may as well go straight in all right then so we're 16 and a half minutes in don't ask on updates on james by the time you're listening to this i don't know if it's going to be monday or tuesday but eid mubarak ladies and gentlemen because it's eid on tuesday wednesday thursday friday it's going to be a busy week of training and working but i'm i'm all for it just all just all running at the moment it's great i did a workout the other day in the buy-in right Bear this in mind, I, when I was doing my CrossFit training, buy-ins to workouts would be like a 500 meter row or a mile run or 50 burpees or something like that. My buy-in for my workout yesterday was an 8,000 meter run. <laughs> Things have changed. Things really have changed. And I was talking to Bo Wills on Instagram. He's a top bloke, but I go check him out. Uh, Bo Wills, by the way. I've nailed that. Everyone calls him Bo Willis, but it's Bo Wills. Check him out. He's a lad in Switzerland. He owns Tahi, Tahi CrossFit, I believe it's called. He's a, he's a solid athlete. I think he's a 58-37 High Rocks Pro athlete. And he's uh, also very into his CrossFit. So he does, he posts a lot of workouts with the balance between the two, which is really fun. And I clocked one today. It's a 3,000 meter run. Then it's into five rounds of 40 calorie row. 20 burpees, 10 bar muscle ups, and then back on for your 3K run. Like workouts like that are just, they're just so fun. It's like a Murph vibe. And he likes to mix it up. And because he's not got a race coming up anytime soon, he does these like high rock simulations, but he takes out the high rocks movements, well, or high rock style movements and throws in like CrossFit stuff. Excuse me. So he's a cool one to follow. Go check him out. And as always, I've got to shout out James Kelly, JK Hybrid Training. His Instagram's a fun one. Throws all sorts of stuff up, stuff up on his Instagram. And me and him have a bet. I'm not going to tell you about this bet until after the race in September. But we have a bet. And it's a very, uh, it's an exciting one. And it works in both of our favours. So it's fun. Oh, cliffhanger. I'm going to leave you there. All right, folks. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. If you have anything you want me to discuss or talk about on these podcasts, people have asked me to talk about shoes and stuff like that. I put a post up on Instagram the other day to find out what kind of shoes people wear um, running-wise, and I got some really cool responses. The best response without a doubt was uh, AD, (laughs) (laughs) Converse High Tops. That made me laugh. But uh, people have asked me like the best running shoes or the best shoes for High Rocks, so I'm going to do a post about that. Bear in mind, it's all in my opinion, yeah? Um, but I've basically just gone, oh, what are all, what are the majority of the athletes wearing? Boom, Puma, I'm rocking them and I love them. But I'm also going to purchase some hockers, I think, because long distance runners are really into the hockers. But then there's also Sorconi or Sorconi, I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm on a bit of a Nick Bear binge at the moment. So 
yeah, I'm going to do a post about shoes. And as you can tell, I don't really know what's the best, but I'm going to compare the ones that I've used and I've used a fair few in my time. Um, ons were my all-time favorite when I was training for my Ironman. Switzerland ones, the Swiss Ons. But Nike Pegasus are also brilliant. So I'll throw throw that post out soon. But anything you want me to talk about or touch on on these podcasts, High Rocks related, training related, whatever it is, let me know. Also, Instagram, the hardest geezer. Follow this bloke. He's the man running across Africa. He's an absolute boss. Just check him out. The hardest geezer. He's hilarious. He looks the part. He's running across Africa. The stuff he wears is amazing. His captions are hilarious. And yeah, you'll have a good time. You'll be inspired. Can't believe there's some people in the world that complain about things they complain about. And then there's lads running running across America and running across Africa. It's insanity. If you want a good podcast to listen to, Courtney Dowater on Joe Rogan. She's a long distance runner. So if you have a long run or a long session coming up, jump on that podcast because uh, she's good to listen to. But if it's an intense session, do not listen to it because you're going to start training without music, without headphones in. It's a top tip. Trust me. You can thank me for it later. Anyway, I'm rambling on. Message me what you want me to talk about in the next one. It's good fun. I'm enjoying it. Follow me on Instagram at jameslockray underscore, TikTok at jameslockraycoach, J-A-M-E-S-L-O-U-G-H-R-A-Y. Take care, stay safe, and I'll chat you in the next one.